the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our hola, amigos. I am, in fact, your host, Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> <The> man. <laughs> Thank you for joining us as, you know, sure... I'd still be sitting here talking about stuff and interviewing guests without you, but it sure is nicer knowing that I'm speaking to at least one or two actual humans. Nothing against bots. Russia, if you're listening. But real live people are the best. I mean, at least for an audience. I don't know, a bot can't feel moved enough to laugh or scream obscenities at the radio for what's coming out of my mouth. I mean, yes, I know people can do more damage on Earth than a bot, but they can also do much more good, too. So I, for one, am happy you're out there. Uh, right now, I, I normally would introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy, but she's still on vacation somewhere on her motorcycle. She, she just takes off from time to time on her Harley Roadster, but she always comes back, so I hope to see her soon. It's, it's going to be tough to do a show without a designated laugher, but... Uh, the show must go on, so I'm going to have to introduce our show's temporary permanent co-host right now, Mr. Gerald Holcomb. I guess you can say a couple words as it's just the two of us here. Oh, re really? Oh, yeah. Um, Spud, that is great to hear because, you know, I Don't do... Don't go overboard. I, I miss your aunt also, and I know she'll probably be back really soon, but I have quite a bit to say, and I just haven't had the opportunity to these last few months with her around. So, so that, I that's feel way like I, more than a couple words. If my math's correct, it was 46 words, oh. and by far the most I've ever granted you at the beginning of a show. Obviously, you've taken advantage of my generosity here, so moving on. What I wanted to discuss in the uh, show was hey, hey, about Sp the... I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, <laughs> we have a surprise for you. A actually, it, it's not a we. This is something I have done myself, and, and I think you're going to be, uh, you know, I think you're going to be quite moved by who I have invited Look, to I come into like the surprises. studio. Uh, what, what, you, you invited someone to come to the studio while I'm yeah. doing my show? Yeah. That is so not cool. What's with you, Joha? I've been clear on that topic. Uh, listen, I, I, I think you're going to make an exception for this young man. He's called in a couple of times over the years, but I believe this will be the first time you two will see each other face to face. And I just feel it's high time for this to happen. And right here on our show. What are you talking about? Spud. I found that young man, Josh, that has contacted you in the past. You know, the one who has said his mother feels you are, in fact, his father. He he actually is living nearby after all these years. Can you believe it? Uh, really, it was pretty easy to find him. This is going to be cool. Uh, no, I, I sure hope you did not Spud, ask him to. Spud, he is outside the studio right now, 
and it would mean a lot to him to come in and watch his dad do his radio show. Um, you know, I- I've said in the past, there's no proof I am that kid's dad. Well, there- there's no positive DNA test that I know of. You know, I- I'm sure he's a fine young man, but as far as I know, I don't have any children. Can, can, can you see if I can just, you know, I don't know, send him an autographed photo or something? Uh, I'll, I'll write something really nice, okay? I mean, you know I don't feel comfortable having strangers here while I'm working. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo, okay? Well, listen, J- Josh is not exactly a stranger. From what both he and his mother say, you two are family. So how about it? Y- you know, you know I'm going to do this. And later, you're going to thank me. Uh, you know, Chance, our intern, I'm going to have him bring him in right now. Ch- Chance, Chance, go get him. You want me to bring in the guy who's standing outside right now? Yeah. The one talking on his phone? Yeah, 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 that's him. He's probably talking to his mother, Carrie. I bet she is really excited to hear about this because I didn't let her in on it. No collusion. Oh, this puts me in a very difficult position, you know. Okay. Do you uh, understand? Uh, Spud, here. Okay, well, here he is. Uh, come on, Josh. Uh, take a seat uh, right over here next to your father. Right here? Yeah, yeah, right there. That will work. Uh, Chance, get him some headphones so he can hear what's going on. Okay, but how come this guy gets to go on the air, and I've been working here for free a long time now, like four semesters, and I never get invited to sit next to Spud? I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so unhappy. Uh, we can we can talk about that later, okay? Uh, so, uh, Josh, make yourself comfortable, right? Yeah? Oh, this this is so moving. Uh, yeah, moving. Josh, it's Josh, it's Josh, right? Yeah? Yeah. This is a pretty cool radio studio. Um, See? Well, first of all, you're a lot bigger than I would have thought for a 16-year-old. What are you, like 6'2 and 200 or so? Do you, are, are you juicing? Are you, you, taking, you taking steroids? I mean, I Americans know. love a winner. I just turned 20. I'm going to be a oh. junior at Washington State. Oh, wow. Time flies. 20. Now, I know you've, you've called in a couple times over the years, and I'll admit I was not the most, you know, supportive of your allegation that I'm your father. I just, I just don't see how it's possible. No, no offense. I haven't seen your mother in, what, over 20 years? Yeah, that's what my mom said. 21 years, actually. Uh, so, Josh, now that you are in the studio, why don't you pitch in and feel a need, a need for us? Uh, Spud could use some help tonight here, as we do not have our designated laugher for this show. Uh, can you laugh or, I mean, like, at least chuckle? It's not that easy. Uh, sure, I guess so. Really? I mean, that's a job that demands extensive training, man. I mean, huh? All right, whatever. Josh, you can sit here while I'm doing this show. I got to get going, though, okay? Okay, cool. I will wait until I hear something funny. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, all right, fine. I need to introduce our musical guest right now, who I will be speaking with a little later on in in the program. Here are the White City Graves.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is Lily Anderson, and I'm listening to the Spud Goodman Show to find out what dumb thing he's going to sing next. Uh, Spud, yes. your well, your first guest, Omar Epps, is waiting to speak with you now. You know, I know who Omar is. My wife and I loved him on that uh, house show. Uh, he played a doctor, I think. Well, what do you know? Like a broken clock twice a day. You are correct on that one. See? He was on the show house for a long time. He has a new movie out now, Traffic, it's called. And that's what I'll be speaking to him about, among other things. My mom used to really like house. I never watched it, so I won't be able to add much to this conversation. I like some of Omar's movies, though. Uh, Josh, it won't be necessary for you to participate, you know, in the interview. Remember, kids should be seen and not heard. Game has changed, yo. Yeah, uh, Josh, you, you need to be aware of that. I, as co-host of the program, am not allowed to join in Spud's interviews, uh, you know, other than to provide an occasional commentary to Spud, and uh, but, you know, never the guest. It's a very stifling professionally. I, I won't lie to you. Uh, better stifled, you being stifled, than the audience falling to sleep. Now, just put Omar through, please. Yeah, very well, here he is. 
Say hello to actor, rapper, and author Omar Epps. We appreciate you checking in with us. I appreciate you taking the time. How you doing? Yeah. So let me state you have a new movie, Traffic, now out on digital, on demand, and on Blu-ray. Uh, give our listeners a heads up on what the movie's about. Yeah, man, Traffic. Uh, it, it, the film is about a group of people who are trying to enjoy a weekend getaway and things take a turn in a way that they can never anticipate. Um, the under belly of the film deals with the issue of human trafficking and, and that's what drew me to the piece um it's such a, a a big problem in our society and it's sort of hidden in plain sight most people think human trafficking they think you know that's something happening in a different country third world country or what have you they're not thinking it's happening in you know new york new jersey san diego and atlanta or what have you um, right so we wanted to we wanted to uh shine a light on that issue super uh you know, you have a long list of credits from movies and TV. I gotta say this though, um, I still enjoy looking back now, watching Love and Basketball. It holds up for people of all oh, yeah. ages. H have your children given you their review on it? Yeah, that's funny. No, they really haven't. I, I think um, I think a couple of them have seen it, but um, yeah, they haven't. I mean, yeah, they said they they liked it, but you know the. It, you know, that's one of those things, man. It's amazing to have been uh, fortunate enough to have been a part of that project and something that stands the test of time. And it's really exciting to see the younger generation lashing on to that. Um, yeah. And that's that's a testament to the storytelling of uh, Gina Prince-Blyboard. It's an amazing movie. I just... Yeah, anyway, um, so let me, let me hit you with this. From now, from what you know, I've I've read a bit about your life. Um, you chose to pursue the arts rather than sports growing up. So how ironic, you know, is it that, you, that you've played a major, you know, a major league baseball player and major league two, a college running back in the program, and like I mentioned, a hoop star right. and loving basketball? Did you just pick up those skills in pre-production, or or did you have some experience playing those sports? Uh, some, I was an athletic kid, you know, growing up. Um, I bet uh, I used to play. Yeah, I used to play for a Pop Warner uh, team called the Brooklyn Skyhawks. And, you know, growing up, I thought I was going to be, you know, starting running back somewhere in the NFL. Then I got hit real hard, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, no, it just, it just sort of happened that way for me in my career, which was um, exciting because I got to live vicariously through those characters, like, the you know, the athlete in me. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, you know, you played Dr. Eric Foreman on the Fox series House for Eight Years. Man, that, that's about as long as it would have taken you to finish medical school. Did, did you pick up any useful doctor <laughs> skills that maybe helped you out or later in life? You know, what's funny is, it, well, when, when we were doing the show, yeah, I was, like, on. Like, I, I think, I know for sure I could have, like, done an IV or something like that in real life. Um, but, you know, I... I uh, uh, with respect to everyone in the medical profession, you know, after the show is over, it's like, all right, this is not my thing. You know, let me go back to what I know how to do. <laughs> well, um, when I was just curious, when you're at, say, the, if you make a hospital visit or see your doctor, nobody like none of the other physicians will walk up to you and try to consult with you or anything, right? No. No, definitely not. But it, it taught me a lot. I learned that. I learned that in 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 my you know real life. I learned that um, to ask questions. I think a lot of times we have this um, image of doctors and you know a lot of times people don't ask enough information you know you want to know as much as you can so you can make the best decisions for yourself health-wise right well you know let's, let's turn to music you released the get back in 2004 a rap record that that was a pretty competitive year you had like snoop with a masterpiece naz with streets disciple and kanye with college dropout even even a tupac release loyal to the game is it tougher to break yeah. through in music than in film and tv as an artist 
Um, yeah, I think they're both tough. I think that, you know, I mean, back then was a different time than now. I think now it's, it's, it is really hard uh, because there's so many different outlets and there's a lot of noise. Um, so how do you rise above the, the, the clutter, if you will? Um, but, you know, you got a lot of these young cats. They know how to work it. Um, they know how to find their audience. And, um, you know, hats off to them. Who are you listening to these days? Um, I'm listening to, uh, you know, the new Drake album came out. I'm listening to the Carters. Uh, the cat out of California named J-Rock. I'm listening to Voice the Five Nine. Um, every, you know, every, everybody knew that came out. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I guess I, I am an old dude, but uh, I guess I, I still am attached like old school rap. I just, I don't know, I just can't let it go. But I, I, I got, I got to open up to some new stuff. I, that's on my list. So anyway, all right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm a hip hop head. I, I still love the old stuff too because that feeling, it, it, it just feel, it's like soul food versus fast food, right? Yep. <laughs> like it just, you know, and then um, the production quality and things of that nature, but. You know, if you look around me, if you listen to a Kendrick Lamar, you're going to get that feeling. If oh, yeah. If you listen to a J. Cole, you're going to get that feeling, you know? Yeah, uh, I would Yeah, Kendrick is yeah phenomenal. But. Uh, Spud, what? Well, in regards to that rap music you're talking to Omar about, yes? I know you continually make fun of my musical tastes, but I, too, do have my favorite rap records. Hey, listen, it may not be a, a long list, but I do like some material that's out there. Uh, hey, Omar, just a sec. You are a fan of hip-hop? I did not know this. Yeah, well, I am a, a, a fan of rap's golden oldies, too. Or at least I don't experience discomfort anymore when I hear all that bass in those rap songs. Good to know. Yeah, okay. you know, when, when the wife and I have some time to unwind, yeah, when the kids yeah, are in yeah. bed, I, I put on a young MC or an early Will Smith record when he was with that band uh, DJ, G, DJ Jazzy Jeffrey and something uh, Prince or something. A anyway, I, I've played my oldest, Gerald Jr.'s copy of Chris Cross's Greatest Hits. That's really nice. And there's one really snappy tune on that one. I, I don't remember the name, though. You should check out Goldlink. He kills it. Yeah, I think discussing Goldlink. rappers with you, Gerald, is like chatting with Vladimir Putin about open and fair elections. Translation, a waste of time. Now let me get back to Omar. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm back. Hey. All right, well, Omar, you're also an author. I got You're like the triple threat guy here. You're an author, as you wrote, uh, From Fatherless to Fatherhood. I'm not a parent myself, though. Some have questioned that premise, so I'll just let it go at that for right now. But but if I was, what would be the key to being a good father? I think the key to being a good parent in general, uh, but specifically for fathers, is to be present and to be active. Um, you know, time is the most invaluable thing in, in life, and... Um, that's what your kids are going to take with them, is the time that you spent and, and, and the work that you put in with them on every level. And, you know, and, and we learn as we go. I mean, it, you know, parenthood happens in phases. Uh, it's just like life does. But, you know, when you, when you make that commitment to have a child, then it's a lifelong commitment. So it's about being active, being present. It's a lot of work I heard, yeah. All right. Well, last question, man. Uh, I believe you went to high school with, with Marlon Wayans, who's been a guest on our show. Uh, were you guys tight, or did you get closer later on? He wasn't like your locker partner or anything in high school, was he? No, we, we were best friends huh. from, from back then, from high school. We, uh, you know, freshman year, we met. Um, we didn't know each other, and then we got to know one another. And 
uh, you know, we've been we've been close ever since. Um, you know, we so I'm just so proud of him, and, and I'm sure he's proud of me. We, we've been pushing one another um, to uh, you know live out these dreams of ours. So um, yeah, yeah, we we went to high school together. Do you guys ever go to a high school reunion? No, you know what? There was one a few years, and I couldn't make it because I was at work. But him and our other best friend, uh, Mission Marshawn, um, who, who's a, a, a successful writer in Hollywood, they went. They were able to go. I would have went if I could have, but I, I couldn't. All right. All right. Super. Okay. Well, I know you got a scoot. So let me remind everyone that your new movie, Traffic, is now available digitally, uh, on demand, and on Blu-ray. So, hey, just uh, we really appreciate you coming on our show, man. Oh, thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate you. Spud goodness to Anulo. Spud goodness to Anulo. Most recently, I returned from Helsinki, Finland. Now, I have to say, I came back and I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript. I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave. And I realize that there is a need for some clarification. Distinguished Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen, negotiations with the President of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, took place in a frank and businesslike atmosphere. I think we can call it a success and a very fruitful round of negotiations. The era of acute ideological confrontation of the two countries is a thing of a remote past, is a vestige of the past. Thank you for your attention. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have just concluded a meeting with President Putin. Went very well. How lovely it was. I also want to congratulate Russia and President Putin for having done such an excellent job. It was a great job. And good for Russia. As we discussed at length, and I think I can speak on behalf of Russia when I say that also, I am very sure that President Putin and Russia want very much to end the scourge of the probe. As we discussed at length, the probe is a disaster for our country. There was no collusion at all, none of it related to the campaign. It was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily. I beat Hillary, I beat Hillary, and frankly, uh, we beat her. Uh, people know that, people understand it, but the main thing, and we discussed this also, is zero collusion. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous what's going on with the probe, because the Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats. Uh, we won the Electoral College by a lot. I beat Hillary, everybody knows it. Uh, there was no collusion, there was nobody to collude with. We ran a brilliant campaign, and that's why I'm president. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish, and I think we're all uh, to blame. Uh, but our militaries do get along very well, and they do coordinate. Okay. The final question from the United States will go to Jonathan Lemire from the AP. My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now 
with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me, and some others, they said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin, uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. I want to know where is the server and what is the server saying? And you would say that was a total witch hunt. Well, please, just disregard these issues and don't think about this anymore again. I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. It's a very firm stance on a strong action. Well, please, just disregard these issues and don't think about this anymore again. Still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. He had no money. He had no sense in his brain. He was Spud Goodman, but that didn't get in his way. He was a blind receiver on the wall of shame. And all the people joined in because they like how he swayed. They swayed like this. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Please welcome to the show the White City Graves. Okay, gentlemen, please identify yourselves and your instrument of choice. I'm Josh. Play the bass. I'm Adam. I sing and play guitar. My name's Wes, and I play guitar. And Troy doesn't say anything because he's busy. I know Troy. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> okay. The band's sound is, is described as horror punk rock. That sounds frightening, but I guess there are not that many rom-com punk rock bands or documentary <laughs> punk rock bands. Do you guys ever scare yourselves? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not that kind of horror punk. Come on now. What we do, we tell about what's actually happening in the real world. Okay. We talk about what's going on in real life. Okay. Stripped straight out from the headlines. This is the stuff that's going on in your backyard. Oh. Well, I live in an apartment, but I'll... Okay. All right. Fine. Um, so where did the band's name come from? Because um, it sounds scary, too, as most things with white in front of it. They mostly make me wet my pants. You don't have any songs about blood and soil, do you? <laughs> Well, actually, the, the name is derivative to uh, America's first serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes. Oh. During the time of uh, the World's Fair in Chicago, Chicago was painted completely white. So H.H. H. Holmes was the devil in the white city. So that's where we derive our name from. Wow. Okay, super. Um, hey, has anyone in the band uh, like written a love song? I was just curious. A, a ballad that fans can hold up their lighters to? A anyone? No. Any That's a no? Yeah, uh, the, oh, the next, yeah, the next one. 
That's a no. Okay. All right. Well, um, so sounds like you guys do have backyards, so let me hit you with this. What's the band's official position on mulching instead of using a grass catcher on the lawnmower? Some feel that in you know, the options, quite yeah. controversial. These um, guys know about that. You guys are probably rich rock stars and you probably have gardeners, but if, you know, <laughs> if that's the case, you can say no comment. No, 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 no. Grass catchers are for jerks. Huh. What? <laughs> Okay. Dude, keep that stuff clean, man. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you ain't mulching, you ain't doing it right, man. Well, you know, someday I hope to have my own backyard and actually, you know, like maybe I'll have a push mower because I don't, you know, gas fumes kind of make me nauseous. But anyway, all right. So what's the name of the next song and what the heck is it about? Well, the next song is called Brooks Was Here. And this is one of the few that's not about real life. This is actually our homage to, uh, uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know That's why his that. That's job. He's a co temporary yeah. co-host, but he occasionally can pipe in with some. I, I Googled useful. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. Well, let's do That's it. Good enough. All right. <laughs>
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, this is Jerry Mathers, the Beaver. A lot of people told me I shouldn't do it, but you know what? I've always been very brave, so I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Um, when am I supposed to laugh? It's kind of tough well, to know, as I haven't heard anything funny, really. Well, that's the whole point of having a designated laugher. Every radio show has one. I mean, if stuff actually had to be funny before people in the studio laugh loudly at something, there'd be a hell of a lot of dead air on the radio. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. You know, Josh, just join in when you sense Spud is dying a bit. You know, when things are a bit flat, uh, a timely flat. laugh, can, yeah, it can save him and, you know, kind of keep, keep you on your toes. So laugh at stuff that's not funny, right? I can do that, I guess. Uh, hey, don't close the yeah. door to stuff that actually will elicit a genuine laugh. I mean, I mean, yeah, the, the position, is it's, you know, it's a safety net, so to speak, but most of the time you won't have to fake it. There's a, a lot of actual funny things going on in the show. Really? I've only listened a few times. I didn't know it was supposed to be a funny show. Well, it's a variety show, okay? Yeah. We offer a number of things. Would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape? No. Well... Can I get this thing back on track, though? All, both you guys? I mean, I, I'm getting behind here. Uh, okay, well, don't you want to ask Josh here how things are going for him at college or, or maybe in his personal life? I, I think our listeners would be curious about him and how he's adjusted to growing up without a father in his life. Too late, you know? I'm doing fine. It wasn't that bad. My mom's had a bunch of boyfriends over the years, and oh. most of them are pretty cool. Really? Well, if I remember right, your mom was not that social. I had to ask her out like seven or eight times before she said yes. Um, it was kind of a weak yes, if I remember right. She kept telling me she wasn't into dating. At first, I thought she wasn't into men. That's so hot. And that's been something I've, you know, I continue to run into with women. I'm pretty sure she's into dudes. I mean, like I really? said, okay. a whole lot of guys want to date her, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah, listen, I am certain your mother is not homosexual, Josh. No no need to go there, Spud. Heads are spinning. Well, I would have, you know, felt a lot better if she was gay. Because, you know, when Why? we were sort of dating for some reason, it just seemed like she really wasn't into me. Well, it seems like you two were at least somewhat intimately involved. I mean, we have living proof right here in the studio, and he's sitting right next to you. Uh, I don't know how intimate, you know, things really got. I mean, it felt more like mercy sex. Uh, no offense, Josh, but oh. I just don't think I could be your dad. It just doesn't make sense. I, I know the calendar says it's possible, but I just don't see it. My mom is a pretty is pretty open about human sexuality, and well, if she taught me to be comfortable with it too, hmm. it, if you really want to know the truth, she said you guys only slept together a couple times, and I guess a condom broke. They are not our friend. Oh no 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 no! You, you know prophylactics are often a failed option for contraception. I myself have always been a proponent of abstinence. It's one hundred percent effective. Uh, can, can we just change the subject, please? Yeah, I would like that. Oh, all right, very well. I, uh, Josh, what is your major right now? I don't have one yet, but I am a member of Phi Gamma Delta. Uh, really? Oh. You're a frat bro? Wow. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, I wouldn't think a, a possible son of mine would go that route, but you know, we can, we can talk about that some other time. Right now, just, just uh, Mr. Temporary Co-host, whatever, just check and see if our next guest is ready. Yeah, it, it's Temporary Permanent Co-host, and I, it's about I'm being told your next guest, Graham McTavish, is holding for you. Now, 
Josh here might be familiar with him, as I was told by Chance the Intern, that Graham was in all three of those uh, Hobbit movies. I've never read those Hobbit books, but I did see one of the movies. The actors looked and were dressed kind of weird. I didn't get it. Uh, well, Graham is here to talk about his AMC series, Preacher. It's a wild show, man. Uh, you know, I've not heard of that show. Does Graham play an evangelical minister? What are you people? On dope? Uh, not exactly. I won't waste my time explaining the show to you. It's oh. based on a comic book that's really popular. Oh, like uh, Dennis the Menace or Archie? Uh, yeah, I enjoy comic books, too. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. Um, not those kind of comic books, right? This one has a lot of blood and guts. Oh. Uh, just, just put Graham through. Please. Violent comic books? That, that's sad. But uh, here he is. Say hello to actor Graham McTavish. We appreciate you calling into our show. Hello. Yeah. How are you there? Super. Well, you currently co-star in the AMC series Preacher, airing Sundays at 10 p.m. 9 central. And, uh, yeah, the show's executive producers are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Now, some suits stay out of the process and some are really hands-on. Both of those guys are more than hands-on with this show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Seth and Evan, um, first of all, are, are huge fans of the comic book, as am I. And they brought that that fan enthusiasm to the whole project and you know it was it was down to them that this has really really been made and uh they 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 treat it like a like a, a precious child they love preacher so um yeah and you need to be those kind of guys to get a project like preacher going because it's um it's it's quite a it's quite a, a thrill ride that's for sure yeah well you play the character the saint of killers having been sort of raised catholic myself i don't remember that particular saint maybe i was napping in church when they were going over all the saints yeah isn't that funny a lot of people seem to forget that one yeah, yeah you know there's there's you know there's Sir christopher he gets a lot of publicity yeah all of those sort of guys but the saint of killers yeah he's a little more obscure but um, but nevertheless, very important. And um, you know, I'm I'm very happy to be playing a man dressed in a long duster coat with Stetson and two enormous Walker Colts. Um, you know, it's um, somebody has to do it, and it's me. All right, all right. Well, let's take a brief look back uh, on the career. In 2002, you appeared in Sasha Baron Cohen's Ali G in the House. How was that experience? Was there like a loose script to work off of, or did you just let you riff? That, it's very interesting you should ask about that. I did. I went through a period where I was doing a lot of comedy, and that was one of them. And comedy uh, is, is a very precise uh, discipline. Um, that was, there was some improvisation really? in it yes. uh, from Sasha, but mainly it's, it's scientific almost. Uh, comedy sets are strange. The, you laugh more on a, on a horror movie or a tragedy than you do when you're making a comedy in a lot of ways because it's, it's so about the timing and the precision. But it was a great, it was great fun. He is a very clever man. Yeah, he's kind of, I guess that word brilliance tossed around, and he, he is, so yeah. Um, well, you played the character Dwalin, I believe that's how you pronounce it, in the Hobbit trilogy. Yes. How much time in the makeup chair did you have to spend each day on the set? Because they didn't exactly make you look like a heartthrob in that movie. <laughs> it didn't work for you? No. Well, well maybe no, a little I bit. I've, I get a lot of that. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it, it was two hours all told. It Jeez. was an hour for prosthetics. 
40 minutes for uh, the makeup, the beard, and then about 20 minutes to get into costume. So, yeah, it was two hours every day. Um, but we had, we had a lot of fun while we were we were doing that that thing. So it was it was it was great, great how, life experience. How long was that shoot, by the way? Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little longer than normal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to know people very well over that period. But you know, two and a half years of craft services mean, means that you never really had to buy any groceries for that period of time. That's kind of cool. But anyway, all right. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I have to say, uh, the food in New Zealand is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, we were, but we worked very hard. Um, so we were, we were burning it off. I, my costume weighed uh, seventy pounds over my body weight. So um, every, you know, getting out of a chair was a workout. So. Huh. Um, well, speaking of New Zealand, I was going to ask you this. You currently reside there. They have most stuff, uh, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're like malls, Taco Bells, and Forever 21, right? I mean, it's there's civilization there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very advanced. Okay. They're very advanced. They're, they're, they're very, you know, I think one of the first things they did was set up a, set up a Forever 21. Um, okay, yeah. You know, because they get their priorities straight. I mean, you got to survive. I mean, you know, mankind's got to thrive. Say, uh, Spud? Yes. I, I, I suppose Forever 21 is a nice establishment, though I, I'm not really familiar with it. But, you know, there are other, shall I say, more essential establishments a society in, uh, needs to function properly. Like, um, oh, say, a Hobby Lobby store for arts and crafts, or uh, as far as fast food goes, maybe a Chick-fil-A. Uh, hey, Graham, just a moment. You have a teenage daughter, and she isn't allowed to shop at Forever 21? Wow. As a parent, you're more Little House on the Prairie than I had thought. She should stage a strike and bring this issue to the attention of the authorities. My mom still shops at Forever 21 sometimes. Well, really? I just, I find That's the hot. name offensive because no clothing store can offer eternal life. There's only one entity that can deliver on that promise, Spud. I don't think the store name is guaranteeing someone will remain 21 for eternity if they shop there. Just forever 21. But, but, but I hated, I gotta say, my 21st year on Earth, it was, it was a horrible 12 months. Uh, I, I flunked out of community college, uh, I got married, got divorced. I was driving this beater Dodge Has dart. your guest hung up on I, you yet? I mean, I had my, I, my I hair would first have. started falling out. And Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, uh, right, hey, hey, Graham, I'm back, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, let me hit, let me hit you with this. Uh, you are the only actor in the world to have appeared in a Rambo and a Rocky movie. No one else is going to get a piece of that record besides Sly himself, unless Rocky or Rambo comes out of retirement. That's amazing. Exactly. This is this is correct. And and when I when I mentioned this to Sly, um, you know, yeah, he was pretty impressed. It was like, yeah, you know, that's incredible. How you do that? Well, I would never thought that. And, um, it was it was really um, a very proud moment for me to be in both of those franchises, uh, having grown up loving those characters. Which one did you uh, have the most fun in, if I could use the term fun, because I know it's work? I think I, it would have to be Rambo. It would have to be Rambo. I mean, that was just insane. It was, we were directed by Sly, and basically he directed us as Rambo. So it was um, it was a very intense experience. Uh, we were in the jungles of northern Thailand. Um, I played a complete, you know, wow, what he was—he was a bit of an idiot, my character, in many ways. But I really had 
great fun. And, and Sly, surprisingly, I found, was hugely into improvisation. Oh. Um, and I wouldn't have thought that, but he is. So, oh. And I love improv, so that was, that was good. All right. Well, last question. What's been your favorite role over your lengthy, lengthy career? Is, is that like asking you to choose your favorite child? And, and if so, you can just say no comment. Ah, uh, boy, yeah, it is pretty difficult. I mean, you know, having just spoken about doing Rambo, that was one of my most enjoyable experiences. That was my first really big movie that I worked on, um, which was, you know, what, what, a, what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I, a special place in my heart is, always there for Dwal and because of the the life experience that that gave me at working with those lovely people but you know as a fan as a, as a proper fan I was a huge fan of the preacher novels so playing the Saint of Killers is probably you know a huge life achievement for me uh, playing a cowboy when you grow up in Britain you never imagine you'll wear those kind of clothes and carry two 44 walking colts so yeah yeah, that would be cool, man. Jeez. All right. Okay, well, let me say again. Preacher airs each Sunday night at 10, 9 central on AMC. Uh, and online, you can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Graham McTavish. Is that correct? Yes. All right. There we have it. There we have it. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. Absolutely, mate. My pleasure. There you have it, Mr. Graham McTavish. Network suits. Network suits can often be a bit obnoxious and on a bad day cause quite a fuss by throwing things and starting to cuss. They mostly ride in luxury cars, never the bus, and go ballistic if their hair should must. I've never met a real network suit. The closest I've gotten is talking to the customer service representative at my cable company. Uh, Josh, uh, is your mom listening right now, if, if I could ask? I, I, I see you've been on your phone a lot during the show texting someone, and I, I was wondering if maybe, you know, she'd ask you about me, you know, me, uh, you know, if I was doing okay. I don't think so. Um, I was texting my buddy Jeff. He's not listening to the show, if you want to know. Well, it, it's not over yet, so why don't you suggest uh, that Jeff tunes in? He might enjoy the show. Okay, I guess I could ask him. He's driving home from work right well, now. Um, so if your mom ever does ask you about me, Spud Goodman, you, you could tell her that I, I'm single right now, and you know, I'm pretty selective. Oh, my but goodness. I, what I, would try I to, never uh, thought about you doing the right thing after all these years by marrying Josh's mother, Carrie. You, it's never too late. What are you people? On dope? I mean, sure, in the eyes of God, you have already committed a venal sin, but you could ask for forgiveness, and who knows, you might be forgiven. My mom said she's not really into getting married at her age. Well, she, she said she wants to be, or yeah. doesn't want to be tied down, you know? Uh, well, I agree with her. No one's proposing marriage here, but well, I'm just saying that, you know, if she would want to maybe meet up for a drink sometime, I might be okay with that. Josh, you can text her right now if you want. I Just guess I can ask her when I get home later, but she seems to Before like the, one of the guys she's w dating right now. Maybe when she's out of town or something. Yes! Um, 
Well, can I ask if, if he is a good-looking guy and, you know, you know what's he do for a living? Because uh, I remember your mom wasn't into money that much, so it was never an issue with us. I mean, back then I was doing my cable TV show and I'm not making a lot of money, and, and she, was, she was cool with it. Game has changed, yo. Uh, hey, Spud, yes? this guy's mom is on the phone and wants to go on the air. Should I tell her we don't have the time to take her call? I know I'm just an intern, but I don't think it would be smart to get back with her. I mean, how many years ago has it been since you guys slept together? Um, hey, just because you're now dating my Aunt Dorothy, you're not a peer of mine. How old are you again? 21, 22? I don't know. I mean, you need to rack up some failed marriages before you're qualified to give me advice on my love life, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Can I ask how many girlfriends you have had before my aunt? That's none of your business. It's my private life. Okay, so she's your first girlfriend, right? Okay, just put Josh's mother through now, please. Don't say I didn't warn you. Here she is. Am I on? Josh, are you there? Uh, Mom, I'm doing fine. There's no need to call me while I'm on the air. Well, uh, it's, no, it's okay. good to hear that your it's father okay. is making an effort to include you in his life. Better late than never. Uh, hey, Carrie. Uh, it's Spud. It's been a long time. How you doing? Me? I'm doing well, Spud. I appreciate you hiring Josh to work on your show. I'm hiring? What will he be doing? He doesn't have any experience in radio, but as you'll soon pick up, he's a really smart kid and a quick learner. Josh, tell your father your GPA last quarter. Not now, Mom. Um, can I call you back later? Um, we, we don't have a position for Josh right now, and could I call you back too when I'm off the air? No expectations. I just want to hear what you have, you know, been up to after all these years. It's been a long time. I'm single myself right now. I mean, there is a woman that I'm dealing with, more like a stalker uh, slash girlfriend. Um, yeah, mostly, though, I'm single. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Well, I'm seeing one, someone right now. I don't think it would be wise um, to well. Yeah, j you know. I'm just talking about meeting up for a drink or something. I mean, you know, maybe sometime when that guy is out of town. No, I don't feel it would be right to meet up at this time, but you and Josh sure could make plans to do something. How about a camping trip? Josh loves uh, to camp. Mom, Seriously. Mom, uh, you need to hang up now. I, I'm i not big on camping. Uh, let's just get that out. Um, I need to have access to Wi-Fi for Netflix at the minimum and really cable for my full menu of programming. So that, 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 no, that's a non-starter. Josh, how about we go bowling sometime? Yeah, I guess bowling would be okay. Oh, that would be great, Spud. You'll see soon see that your son is a wonderful young man, and you'll be a very positive addition to his life. Shut up. Well, my my life's pretty busy now, but bowling only takes an hour or so, and if we don't dawdle and waste time, I can... Pokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Yeah, I, I, it, I can handle it. I can handle it. It'll work. Spud, I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. Josh, and you too, Carrie, will look back on this day as a high point in your lives. I know Spud has brought so much into my life. Dude, don't, don't get too sappy here. I'm going to puke. Well, so, Carrie, exciting. if you change your mind about getting you know that drink, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, just send me a friend request first. Hell will freeze over. Yeah, but I'm in the process of leaving Facebook right now, but I'm sure I'm going to see you when you come to pick up or drop off Josh. Mom, I have my own car. I, I don't need anyone to pick me up. 
Right. Well, you two figure out the transportation arrangements. I should go now. Well, I'll see you later tonight, honey. Drive really uh, carefully. Hey, I mean, I'm going to drive, you know, really carefully, too, as it's like a six-mile commute home for me, Carrie. So just you, you take care. Um, look me up on Facebook. I'm there. Just You can't miss me. And hopefully I'll see you sometime soon. Yeah, right. Bye. You know, what a nice woman. You are a lucky son, Josh. Yeah, you know, and if I really was your dad, uh, I would be lucky too. But like I said, we don't, you know, we haven't done that blood test thingy and uh, I still have my doubts. Um, I think it'd be actually... Yeah, so anyway, let me end the show now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here are the White City Graves. So, do you want to meet up on the way home somewhere? Maybe we can get something to eat? Um, I guess I could eat something. Like right now? Yeah, you, you can pick the place. Okay. No, you know, maybe you should decide, you know, where you'd like to go. I'm, I'm okay with any kind of food. You know, except for maybe like sushi and uh, ribs. Um, no, not hot, no hot dogs. I'm just saying, or, or fried chicken. You know, and I'm really tired of subs. Uh, also teriyaki. Um, I had a bunch of donuts. You I'm know, this so morning. hungry. Yeah. Um, and, and no fondue. I'm really burned out on fondue. Okay. How about snow cones? Yes. You know, I haven't had a decent snow cone in forever. Text me the address uh, where that place is, and I'll meet you. Um. 
you know, you don't have to spend time with me if you if you're not into it. I'm okay with it. No, I mean, uh, I want to get a snow cone. It sounds really good right now. Yeah. <clears throat> right, but as far as being a dad to me, I, I mean, I've spent my whole life until now without one, so I'll be fine if you don't want the time. I mean, if you don't have the time. I know you're super busy. Well, yeah, I am really busy. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, right now I'm going to have like four or five hours a day to get all of my binge watching in. You know, it's... There's always someone who wants me to be somewhere or to do something. But hey, even if you aren't my kid, and as of now, there's no definitive proof, um, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you from time to time. You, you don't seem like most kids. I mean, you haven't asked for money or asked for any of my stuff in my will. Oh, God, no. I don't need money from you, and I haven't even thought about your will. Well, okay, yeah, good. I mean, well, yeah, okay. My mom has maybe mentioned it a couple times. Mostly about who's going to get control over the shows you've done over the years. I mean, uh. she thinks someday they might be valuable. I told her I wasn't interested. Your mom's really smart because she's right. I mean, there's a chance I will be labeled a stable genius when I'm dead, and all of my old shows could be a gold mine. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, I'll see you in a bit. Hey, does that place have, like, pineapple-flavored snow cones? I don't know. Okay, okay, fine. J just text me the address, and I'll see you there. Right. See you there. The Spud Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Trevor Jastad, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Associate producer and video director TJ Pite. Production assistants Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. But the main thing, and we discussed this also, is zero collusion. Well, please, just disregard these issues and don't think about this anymore again.